Okay. Everyone shut the fuck up. Do your uh, intro. <laughs> yeah, everybody shut the fuck up! <laughs> Welcome back to Not A Beer Show. I'm your host. Oh, I'm your co-host, Brant Seibel. And I'm your co-host, Dawson Dings. And today we're joined and- by our very own sponsor... Cage. Oh, Cage. Oh, Cage. Keenan Haynes. Keenan Haynes. Cage. I haven't heard Cage. I don't hear Cage too often, and I miss it, man. I miss. I miss you, Branson. I think. No, you, you and Chandler are like the two only two guys who ever called me Cage like religiously. Oh really? That's like Kiki now. Like Kiki's the thing. Because of fucking Drake. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's absolutely. It was uh. Well, it wasn't like that was my childhood nickname, like Key, right? Like, absolutely, my family called me that, and then it died off. Uh, and then, yeah, the song came back out, and for a good, like, year and a half, I don't think I heard anybody, like, speak to me. I think I just heard people, like, singing to me. Like, oh. Kiki, can you pass me a beer, please? Like, literally everything. Something and there's still people, Mackenzie Henderson, it's a name drop, still does it to me this day. I don't think I could see her without her at least once singing to me. I feel like that's a Dylan Changed my life. Too. That's a struggle. Dylan, you Dylan does it, too. <laughs> I remember Dylan doing it all the time. Kiki, do oh, you yeah. love me? Yeah, yeah. Are you happy? Oh, what do you even say about what kind of beers we're doing, dude? Oh, you shit. That. Oh, yeah. Today <laughs> we're doing... Uh, fuck, do I redo the intro? Or do we just roll? Fuck it, let's roll. Roll okay. with the punch. Ah, just roll with Today it. we're roll doing with Pilsner. It. We're in. style Pilsner. Yeah, so, fuck right. yeah. I'll tell you, Saskatchewan's gonna love this. You know what? I don't want to... Um, this is and... this is like this is roots for me, boys. This is uh, I, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna be talking about peed later, and this is like this is this is peed in a can if I ever did it. Old <laughs> old pop of Frank Mickey working on the stampede grounds at end of the day, and you go crack a pilsner on the on the porch and finish your day off, and that that's just uh, good old memories to me. So I'm excited. I'm excited to get in this. Yeah. Nasty. What's uh, like, what's the craft um, beer? And our craft beer is Electric Unicorn Electric by Unicorn. Phillips. You know what yeah. is hilarious? I'm excited for that. Is the fact that Pilsner puts total satisfaction guaranteed on their can. Well, I'm not satisfied yet because I haven't had it. I'm going to buy their beer and then constantly call oh. them for a hey, refund. A, a, pill, a pill a day, boys. A pill a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Pills a day. I'm going to fucking just let's, buy let, Pilsner. Let's get into these. Let's... Only call them for a refund after I tell them how fucking shitty the beer is. That's fucking how how fifteen pack pathetic you, you haven't even fucking day. tried it yet. Be like, I am not satisfied. I already know. Okay, let's, let's try. Yeah, We're gonna crack it right now. All right, you ready to crack this up, Keenan? Mm. Let's go. More than ready. Oh baby, oh baby. Look at that crisp little foam. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Mm. I'm not gonna do that to the good people at home today. I'm pretty comfy, and nobody needs to see oh, what my comfy see, looks like right now. Anyway. We don't it's record, yeah. We don't record video right now. Well, that's even better. We will. I, uh, I'll, here, I'll see. I'll see if I can get her set up for you guys. Um, how uh, how are you, Keenan? What's up? What you been doing lately? Oh, what I've been doing, man. I've been dealing dealing with a lot of things, like everybody else right now. But things have been good. I've been I've been working. I've I've had the privilege uh the privilege to be working through COVID. I was deemed an essential worker. Oh yeah, mowing lawns. Mm. <laughs> So, so so yeah it's been it, it's been okay uh but it's been interesting that it's been an interesting look at seeing how everyone deals with this and how everyone's handled yeah it's it's been a wild year so far it's been like um yeah, oh 2020 man. has been a fucking ride and a half yeah man. it's been like uh damn near world war three at the beginning january oh and then COVID hits for internationally well 
Yeah, it's been wild. And then COVID and wildfires and death hornets and yeah. now race wars. Yeah, yeah. We're, a... we're, we've, we've seen it all this year. How's, uh, how's the quarantine been going for you? I know you sent you your central worker and stuff, so it didn't really affect you a lot. Well, it was interesting. I've, again, been, my schedule wasn't changed through all this. Like, my daily routine, per yeah. se, uh, stayed pretty normal. So, uh, but obviously, like, I'm, I've been staying at my girlfriend's place, Jacinta, and yeah. she has been home through all this. Uh, and it's, I've come home every day still tired, and she, I come home to her ready to do a million things because she's been stuck at home all day. So, yeah, it's, sure. uh, it's, it, it's been interesting for sure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that'd be and again seeing everyone, there. yeah, uh, and we've again grown through it. Like we, I, I uh, again, like right now, everybody wants to be social and see people, and not to be like. Unfortunately, I'm a, some days on the opposite end where I'm tired and don't want to see people still. So yeah, that's uh, and that's a hard thing to for, like for people to kind of understand um, in with what's going on. That I still do. Like I, I am a person who really enjoys my alone time. And it was like that before all of this. So COVID to me wasn't uh, I, wasn't as hard, I think, as it was on a lot of people because I've, I think, had, whether you say lucky enough or unlucky enough to go through kind of the, that mental process of being happy alone. But I have kind of gone through that before. So this experience, I've been able to grow on that and actually started, uh, like, took it to start doing yoga and meditating and oh, okay. try there to... You go. Yeah, so it's like something. Yeah, to so do, like right? again, yeah. yeah, like to, like again, uh, use the positive because there was a good two weeks there where I didn't actually get to, where I didn't work because uh, there, well, there's snow but no grass to cut and it's not really snowing so you can't shovel. So there was about a 14 day period where I did have off and honestly, like I I struggled going back to work more than I did having it off because I like. I'm a person who likes my time off and having the days to meditate and spend with just into like it was I, I really enjoyed that yeah, so, yeah. Uh, which again I, I don't think a lot of people unfortunately can take took the time to step back and try to appreciate yeah. maybe the good things of what uh, you try to take the good things from what you can yeah uh, I feel it I feel like I was it was hard for me because I like to work I like to get upside I didn't really know I like to do that stuff until it was taken away from me it's like oh what am I gonna do now yeah today? Well, I really like to work, <laughs> so anything. To yeah, like and this podcast got me from work, working editing. I got school now, so it's much better. If I'm not really doing anything, it's I'm literally just a potato, and I hate it. So it's like different. I don't know. I hear you. Yeah, I feel like I kind of have like the same. Well, it's you like, worked a lot too. But like I was, I like continued to work over COVID, and and like I picked up like, yeah the odd jobs. Like I started delivering pizzas and shit like that, just to like make the extra cash and. Then when we got mm-hmm. the go ahead, I started doing like some fitness privates and like I was pretty much working a nine to five basically all the time, but wasn't making the same amount of money mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it was a little bit difficult there, but mm-hmm. kind of made me realize like, yeah, like how much I love like certain aspects of my jobs mm-hmm. um, and like what yeah, I it makes you appreciate. It does make so. you appreciate what, what you have and. It really, it, it really made me appreciate the gym a lot more, like the gym that I work at, yeah. the Fitness Academy. It really made me appreciate that community a lot more and like coming back to them now that we're open again officially and like seeing all those members and stuff like that, like it made a huge mm-hmm. difference there. Like I, I just realized like that's like the place I prefer to be 
most of the time. Uh-huh. So, um, whereas before, absolutely, it's, like it's important to have other like, jobs. So, it's imp- well, again, it's that's what it, everyone has that needs to have that space, right? Whether it's the gym or your workplace, or again, like for me, it's become it has kind of more become a personal space, like I personal growth. Like I like again the meditation that time to me is probably the most important thing in my life uh, to me right now. Uh, but also to a lot of people, their job in that it, it's a social, it, it's a social aspect and it's a big part of a lot of people's mm-hmm. lives in the community. And absolutely. So I get both sides. Uh, and it, again, I'm happy. Everything's getting back to normal for everybody and seeing everybody get the feedback under them. But yeah. I, I really just, again, I'm, I'm grateful for what I've been able to take out of this and still every day I'm, learning and taking out of this yeah i'm super i'm honestly like very grateful for the experience like i i took a lot out of it a lot away from it i think and Mm -hmm. like things that like i'm going to continue to to work on and strive for post covid especially when things do get back to normal there's like you know Mm -hmm. plenty of goals to work on now yeah things i like realize that i'd like want to work towards or well, we wouldn't have started this podcast if it wasn't for COVID. We always pushed it off. Yeah, we off, always like off. had an excuse and well, like yeah, and that's what I bought mics. That's like, what I mean. It's been sitting around for like a year and a half and never did anything. Yeah. Yeah, and like like look what's come of it. Like it's I love uh, you guys. I've already like again I've just first sponsor and uh, one of your biggest fans. I'd like to call myself. Uh, but I have listened to all, all your episodes and been like to like to feel like I've been a part of this journey with you guys a little bit. Because I've already seen you guys grow, um, the show grow in you guys, the way you speak and the way you communicate uh, so much. And that's super cool Like for me to get to see that and do that with you. So, And I'm even, yeah, even like, more excited to that's awesome be to, like, a part of it with you. That, yeah, to yeah. Like, almost like bring like, – that's yeah. kind of like what we want too is like everybody who listens to like kind of feel like they're a part of it and like come with us. Like, yeah. and, and like that's what we're, like, that's the hardest part right now that we're trying to like – engage the audience more so we're we're trying to figure out a way to like let people know about the beers we're drinking beforehand so that they can like go out and buy the beers and, and drink the beers with Absolutely. us kind of thing and um yeah just kind of like driving like that traffic yeah, it's yeah. like uh big time big time thing so like that's that that's like awesome to hear that like you just like feel like you're hanging out with us and it's sweet to hear that like you've noticed like already like that there's been growth episode to episode and yeah i feel like we've the been, conversations get more fluid and yeah like since the absolutely. first episode i think we've been improved a lot yeah and that's what a lot of people oh yeah are. we have like a 200 views and stuff on the first episode but then it dives down which i expected but like only people have like they only expect the first video in first audio yeah. to be like yeah. us but it's like no we're getting better like yeah we're getting way better it's yeah like, the like first you thing. guys are it's a you guys yeah first it's episode a brand new experience finals. and you're literally just trying yeah. yeah, like, that's why, like, it's just like TV series. Like, a new yeah, TV yeah. series, yeah, the first exactly. episode is always called a pilot. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, they the pilot. rarely exactly. ever have You're just seeing, name. just trying. Yeah, it was just a pilot, yeah. the first and, episode, and it's like, you know, we were just trying to figure it out, and then it's like, those who, oh, what the fuck, it's, yeah, there you go. No, it gets better. Huh. It gets okay. And again, I think, Maybe well, it's... again, you guys kind of talk about that. You talk about you did it. You weren't really doing it. You didn't start this uh, podcast for people. You kind of started it for yourselves. And started yeah. it for your own personal growth, and it's grown in like again now it's growing into more, and you want to, and that's that's great. Like that's, I like it's super cool. And again, like well, you guys have interest. I was ne- I've never listened to a podcast in my life before mm-hmm. yours. So, so you guys took my uh, podcast virginity. Let's oh, call it that. But since then, I, 
dapping up, <laughs> But since then, you've turned me into a goddamn podcast slut. Uh, I, I, like, I can't get enough of it. I've, uh, everything, I'm taking it all in. Da- the Trevor Noah Daily Show, oh, Ear Biscuits. Uh, I could talk about it all, but, but what I want to talk, there's one I really want to talk about is with you today is Fix Your Sex Podcast. Uh, and it's something I kind of stumbled upon. Fix Fix Your Sex Podcast. Uh, and that's this is going to be our, our, the first P that I told you guys about, but here comes the pussy talk. Ah, oh, the, the three P's of the, the apocalypse. apocalypse. She is bringing it hot. First one, I, pussy. I came prepared. I, I ain't no rookie, but, I, uh, but this is a good time. I So her show, that Fix Your Sex Podcast by Amina Peterson, uh, has been an eye-opening experience. Yo, Amina, uh, Amina into how naive, man. Like she, it's it's really cool. She's a she's a, bl- a black woman living down in America now, but I believe she's from. Uh, I want to see the Caribbean islands or something like that. Don't quote me on any of that. Yeah. But her story is really cool. She's she is a sex worker slash now has become a relationship uh, guide. Yeah. Uh, and more for, for women. Like this podcast is kind of directed for women. And I, again, just stumbled onto it, and I'm like, fix your sex podcast, what's this? Uh, and after the first episode, I'm, I was hooked. I'm, like, she is literally just talking about the pussy and how, literally, given, here, here are the answers to how to please women in a podcast. Uh, and he, why did I not know this was here? All these years of my life, I thought I knew something about <laughs> sex and all of it. I don't know nothing, boys. We're, we're naive. Oh, I can tell she, you. She's oh, landscape my mind. Oh, I might have to might have to fucking listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> but, no, like, man, I highly, I highly recommend what, you it. Like, not even ABCs would go down. Everything. <laughs> hey, but that's what I mean. That's that, that's ABCs are the only way I know how to eat a pussy up until before this. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, sloppy dog. Ain't that, uh, ain't that, ain't that oh, some embarrassing shit? Some embarrassing <laughs> shit? Like, come on, elementary school ABCs, that's, that's, that's how I please a woman, and here, here I thought I was decent at pleasing a woman, so like, again, not to say I'm not, but I think I have, I have now learned I have lots of room to grow. I'll get uh, Jacinta out here, let's get Jacinta out here, yeah, we gotta, and we'll get, see we how Jacinta's opinion here, come on. I'll, Post post she's listening. Keenan listening she's, to this. She's over listening to this she's right like, now. Actually, so. I, I like the ABCs. Is she nodding her head yes? Hmm? Yeah, but uh, oh, even yeah, more than that, it was, it's pretty cool to hear, like, again, just, well, as dumb as it sounds, most of our health classes, and when you think about high school and stuff like that, a lot of it is a male's perspective on a female, which is, when you think about it, pretty twisted and, oh, and that's kind of what she gets really gets into yeah they don't really t- like they don't even they, they didn't help tell me you shit they, like they they really don't tell you about the anatomy or just about what the what you're feeling and what's going on like it's it's uh no there's like no really, good sex education for kids in high school and that's no, why, and, why fucking and, like, and and i think i think it, it really fall and she talks about this like we're we're ner- it, we don't want to have the we're kind of touchy around those topics, right? Like we're a little embarrassed about them, rather than opening that conversation and feeling comfortable to do to have those conversations yeah, in the classroom and with our peers. A lot of people, yeah, so it's it hard is, for me to talk it about is, right it, now. Yeah, it, yeah, like, sometimes a, I get I get awkward about like not right sex now. talk. I mean, like there's like there's talk with the boys, yeah. and then there's like an actual like 
sex conversation. Also, and it's hard to have those like real sex conversations. That's something I'm getting better at too because last episode, I, I very uncomfortable sex. I don't like talking about it, <laughs> but then I tried it out. It's better. <laughs> tried it out. It's getting better. Yeah, yeah and I hate I hate talking. It gets better. And, and that's what I mean. You just gotta like. That's why this podcast is cool because again, I don't like. Here I am, just able to kind of like sit back and listen to uh, a woman again, like. She talks about the things I never like thought about again. Not to say I, I rush my sex, but yeah, hey, I get excited and I want to get the job done sometimes because I want to get to the finish line and uh, rather than enjoy the process. And she kind of t- and respecting That's what I like about the- as a woman respecting yourself and respecting each other. And it's it's kind of it's a really cool it's a perspective I never had on sex and it's one that I'm really excited to keep uh, yeah. looking into. It's what I like about podcasts because it's like different point of views and opinions and stuff that's unedited and unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't keep saying this all the time. Yeah. That's why I like this long form conversations because it's raw. Yeah. I love raw things. Yeah, raw and authentic. It's, it's, I love raw dog. Raw, just, like authentic and organic conversations. Raw dog. Like, raw dog in it, baby. I think it's the only way to go. Yeah. Raw, raw I, dog in it. I love raw dog in it. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But no, I agree. I feel like sex is like tough. And there's also like, like the, the lack of education, I think, makes a big difference on people's like sexuality when they leave high school. And, like, how fucking Absolutely. experimental they are in college and shit like that. Like, yeah. Well, and, she talks about that, too, even, like, and, I, man, it's, it, it, uh, I, I can't talk how much I love it enough. Because she t- things, again, I've never thought about, like, if you're a young gay man um, in high school, middle school, and, again, you're just, you're trying to figure out who you like and what that feeling is, and then you're in a classroom where you're not really taught or say, comfortably discussing uh, gay sex or those things. So yeah. then you kind of, you are yeah, you're like, in an un, like you, you're put into an unsafe. Exactly, exactly. Like it's easy to even us. It's easy to, for me to talk about again straight sex, like sweet. But I can't. I again to imagine feeling uncomfortable to talk about that, and then leading to unsafe situations because yeah. you don't know how what to do and how to do it. Because yeah, we all talk about the condom on the banana, but we don't talk about two guys like two men don't get to talk about how to safely do it and she talks about that like lots of people go to the hospital for stuff like literally for those reasons yeah yeah that's even like a huge even straight even even straight couples who the fear over fear of losing virginity this fake construct that they will only have anal sex and unfortunately it caught like it can have serious health implications so it's like it's really cool though like i've never even like stopped to consider all those things and here she is just laying it out for me. And yeah, yeah, like you said, it's raw and it's like, it's a slap in my face. Like, again, here, I, I like to think I, I knew some shit, but now I'm fucking naive little I, boy. I think you best learner if you think you're not an expert in everything. You know, if you're just like, if you know that you're like, I don't know much on this topic. I don't know much on each topic. Yeah. being it's like, like if you know that you're not the best at something, you're giving your self-ability to grow in that subject you know it's to like, grow absolutely yeah. and then as well I think... as like being able to ask questions yeah ask like questions. i think you need to be able to ask if you questions. have a, mindset... a healthy sex relationship with your partner will involve those conversations if you have a and mindset of someone who's better than or not better than but like different Ooh, knowledge or more me. knowledge than you then i think that gives you an opportunity to grow and get better at things so you're like always striving to get better you know what i mean yeah yeah, you're pushing the envelope. If, yeah. if you're the well, best, again, I like to think never... the idea of student, student first, like always a student, right? Like yeah. all until the day I die. If 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 you think you're the oh, best, if you think you're the best, you're gonna plateau, right, and not get any better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so gonna get like, satisfied, satisfied, right? Like Absolutely. never, you never find satisfied. satisfied, and then you're like, oh, I don't need to get any better. Yeah, 
It's like the key is just like to never be satisfied. <laughs> the key is you can learn from everybody. You can learn something from everybody. Mm. You know, and that's the mindset Absolutely. everyone should have. And in in everything, like that's the way I treat it. Like I can learn, no matter what I think I know, I can learn anything from anyone on any given day. Yeah. Um, and like and everything, like well, with everything going on, and for I could like to get a little more real to bring it back from pussy. The second P. Uh, yesterday I went to the Black Lives Matter um, rally, and that was such an eye-opening experience for me in so many ways. Uh, and again, we talk about growth, and I want to say that like here I thought I was a pretty open-minded person, and I am like here fighting the fight, but yesterday made me realize you know what no i need to i have so much more room to be better and grow and i need to make my voice louder mm-hmm. uh and and, and and that's what we talked about though that it, uh that stagnant mindset uh unfortunately and i feel yesterday again was an awakening from that stagnant mindset i think yeah like we actually like just got back from the one in victoria funny enough mm-hmm. um and like that's the thing like ever since like this like like all these riots and stuff like that have been like happening. Like I just keep thinking to myself, like at this point, it's like, if you're not contributing, you're contaminating to it. Like you're part of the problem. If you're not beginning to speak up (laughs) and and stand for it, you're going to continue. You're part of the problem. And like, everybody needs to stand (laughs) up and like join the fight against it. Because otherwise, like, you are part of the problem thinking being naive to it and thinking that it's not there or that it doesn't exist even if you're not racist and like you're like you're like understand that there are racists out there but to not stand up and to not fight with them it's like you'll you you are part of the problem Hmm. well i think that's my second p is you we we throw around the word racism a lot and absolutely people are racist but i think a bigger problem that we our society faces today is prejudice um a more not not a real hate but an underlying subconscious uh through no means of your own thinking a society built prejudice that again you just we just need to open up the conversations to 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 ask ourselves why do we think the way we think uh and i use my my i'll use myself as a prime example like that's what i mean about growing here i here I was, here I was thinking that I do stand up for the cause and I make this fight. But I sat at the rally the other day, and uh, they talk about white, your, my white privilege and the the white privilege that I get to pick and choose when I want to make my fight. And that was an eye opening thing. Like, yeah, you know what? That was a slap in the face. That's exactly what I do. I pick the fight when I want to, and when I'm tired, I get to, I get to give up the fight and go back to my daily life and. The reality, the reality of the situation is that I'm white and I do get that's my privilege. Yeah, you get but to, you lots, get to choose. But black people, people of First Nations people, people of color and all, of of all walks of life don't get to choose. They they every day they have to fight that because it's there, yeah. uh, and it's 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 really again like I'm so great. Like I thought I did understand that privilege. Like I thought I was aware of it, but yesterday was really like an eye-opening experience because i get so oh man and it's not it's crazy i still can't believe this happened but i want it was after uh, it was after the protest completely it was about an hour and a half after the protest um two three blocks away from where it happened walking by myself 
Uh, and I was dressed clad in black. I was fully covered. I had a mask on, glasses, black toque. To an extent, I did look like threatening. I will, I will say that. Like, so I understand why I can, I can begin to understand where, why the situation might have happened. However, it still to me was pretty sad to see. Here I was walking alone, literally by my vehicle, no one else around, uh, and I have my head down on my phone, and all of a sudden, out of the corner of my ear, I hear, "Fucking faggot." And I shake my head, and I'm like, and I, I, I look up, and I'm looking around, and and I'm literally just looking around. This truck sitting right here, and this, and I catch his eyes, and he's sitting here looking at me, shaking his head. And then I'm like, cooking. I'm like, I'm like, I literally can't believe. Like, did this guy just say fucking faggot to me? Like, what's happening? So I'm like, what? Excuse me. And then in that, a barrage of, where? What the fuck are you wearing? Fucking black. As he's ripping his truck away from me. And just cussing oh, me out, and again, I'm just literally standing here on my phone. Piss out of him, man! But again, I'm like, I'm like a good 10, 15 feet off in the corner, just waiting for the light to go, like on my phone. Like I didn't even. And then again, he ripped off, and all as soon as it happened, it was gone. And man, it was tough. I I was sitting there like reeling that. I'm like, what just happened? Like here, I I'm not even like. Again, I'm not even black. I'm just yeah, some yeah. white guy. And bro, that's the fucking problem. Faggot, with... what? So many, so many thoughts who, and so many. Didn't know who you are. Yeah, like, that's the problem. Like, it, it was so. It's so sad. I had this conversation but, but again, with my roommate the other day too. Like, um, sorry to interrupt you, Cage. Um, and like one of no, my no, friends, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. One, one of my good uh, friends who I played basketball with. He is, um, he he's from California. Yeah. Um. So he's from California, mm-hmm. and it was just like it was really sad because I. I posted, like, all that stuff on my Facebook. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, so, like, there was, like, some racist shit going on in Pinocchio, and um, I was calling on the media, you know, to, like, to try and stop it, uh, in essence. And I got a lot of love for it. Like, people were, like, really supportive. And one of my old teammates that I played basketball with at university, uh, he Facebook messaged me, and he was just like, man, like, thank you so much. Like, I know you're from, like, a really small town, and like although it probably like doesn't exist as bad there but like you know like us like just every little bit helps right and like that like really was eye-opening absolutely he even like explained to me because like we just started chatting or whatever like catching up a bit and then um he was telling me i was just like man like you know i'm really sorry that like you even have to experience this or go through any of it like it just like sucks you know i was so naive and and like Mm -hmm. i'm so i'm so grateful Mm -hmm. thankful to have so many powerful black men and women that have encountered that i've encountered in my life and like friends and he was just like yeah man like the the most powerful thing he said to me was just like you don't understand how hard it is until you realize like i wake up every day and have to feel slightly afraid to leave my house alone and then he was like and, and then the worst part is the one that hit me is he was like and then you realize you have to be really afraid to leave your house alone because you can't call for help mm-hmm. and it's like the fact that you think yeah, like in the states right now like and probably and like in places in canada too like the fact that you have to walk out and be afraid of the civilians the other for, people in your community for first nations people in canada absolutely yeah, and racist and rude to you to, to like fear for your life and your identity be just walking outside and then have to fear for your life because even if you were to get into like an altercation, you're the one you left. can't call for help because if you call for help, then you're worried for your life because the, the the people yeah. who are supposed to serve and protect and that's, that's, are coming to kill you I, anyway. Like that was so like the, when he said that's, that to me, I was just like, 
fuck, man. Like, that hurt. It almost made me cry. Yeah. Like, I just, I truly felt like we lived in a better world. I, I truly yeah, did. That, and it, it's just so sad. I, I agree with you. Like, I, it's it's it, it, it's sad and and I came to the realization again like yesterday man I was a lot it was a lot of feelings and and again like I I just really want to say like my white privilege is that was my white privilege is that I got to take that black jacket off and take that toque off and walk away from it yeah but I did like in that one I got literally one little glimpse like through the tiniest little sliver of what it could be experienced and that's how I felt man I felt like oh I felt gross and I felt like sick and and, and and again, that was one little moment. So like, so now I I took the moment to be like, I am so lucky. I and I appreciate. I, I I will say I am lucky. I am oh. appreciative of that white privilege. And I and, and, and but to the other extent, I am I am ready to use that privilege to hopefully just like we're doing now, open a conversation uh, about inclusive about equality and inclusivity, and try to make it a place of uh, of again. I say. When I, that man first yelled at me, my first response was anger. Like, yeah. I, my first response was, fuck that guy, what a fucking ignorant, racist asshole. That's my first thing. And maybe he is, but you know what? Maybe he isn't. Maybe it's that pre- there's a prejudice in play where he's just grown up in the society, like that society that, that's groomed him. And again, like, I, can, I was like, in all black, like, I could look threatening. And for me to respond in an anger and hate, from a place of hate does not help. Yeah. But and that's, I, and that's, 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 what I, that's what I think is important for us to move forward to is I need to, we need, we need to instead battle it with love and compassion and understanding. Uh, because I wasn't, I'm not perfect. I didn't know. I have prejudice still in me that I, but it's about identifying them and oh, making the change yeah. and moving back and realizing. Well, and, and that those like ideologies. And I think like, the important thing is just like that realization too. And um, like just the fact that what's tough is it's like, no, go ahead, Ben, go ahead. I I look at like everything that's going on in the world right now and like all the riots and things like that. And like, I'm like, man, this sucks. Like, obviously like nobody condones rape, uh, condones uh, violence. Like, it's not like they want violence Mm -hmm. either, but at the same time, I'm like, fuck like thank God they're fighting because they've been pushed. Like at this point, it's just pushed to a point. It's the straw that broke the camel's back, like, and it's like you know what? I do not judge them for rioting. I do not judge them I for destroying it's society. Not place. It's just like it's not. It's, it's not our it's call. Like, holy we fuck, are like, like if I was you, I'd probably be in the same shoes, and I'd be thinking, "Fuck the world I live in. I want to destroy everything." It's like you know, obviously, I don't want to see it happen, and I, and it sucks to watch happen. But it's like I I do not judge them for doing it at all, and I'm like I. And like I understand that I will also the system, never the understand. System needs to change. Yeah, it it just like needs to change, and um, and it's the same thing. It's like you go back in history. It's like, you know, like slaves weren't just peacefully released because of a shift of change, and like women never didn't get their rights just because they were like, ah, oh, you're people, let's give you your rights. Like women had to riot. Women had to riot the and protest and. So did the slaves and everything. Like there had to be some kind of revolution, yeah. a revolt, and that change. And like, yeah. I just hope that. Well, this again, is I the think at the, at the end of the I, day, I hope that something good comes of this. Absolutely, absolutely. At the end of the day, that I think I'll say two things. I think again, like you're right. What you talk about, change needs to happen, and sometimes people are pushed to a point where violence becomes the only option. 
where because because the system they are so oppressed and and, and yeah like you make very good examples through history uh, and right now again we see a point in history where our government isn't listening to its people mm-hmm. and that's where I think the biggest problem is like that's my biggest that's that's the holy fuck to me is that here are the people of America saying we want change and here is and you get the retaliation of tear American gas. democracy. <laughs> The American democracy, shall we call it that, uh, sending yeah. out troops to stop it. Uh, that's what's fucked to me. Like, it's not really a real democracy then to me anymore. Yeah, bro. Uh, American we don't, democracy That's a whole other conversation. Bro, that's a whole other thing. Let's just wait for a second. But let's uh, open this next one. Electric unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> have you, have yeah. you finished your other beer? Yeah. Oh yeah, I finished oh, my. I was okay, on well, a second yeah, let's, build. Let's crack this one. I, I got a story. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell really I, quick I, when, when this is like a good point. Uh, okay. um, I don't know. Do you guys also well, always I saw you, tap I saw the you top of your cans? <laughs> like, I, I, I know there's. Like, I'm a. There's like a. Oh, you flick a it. Flicker. There's like that whole. Yeah, thing like, Oh, if you tap the top of the can, it's not gonna fucking hey, explode. It works. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No, that's not a real thing. Keenan. Okay, I don't. See, and I'm gonna say I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. But, All right, we're gonna test it right now. Keep riding. So, or, okay. Fuck. Hang on. Uh, oh, come on, ride. Oh, I come know. on. I'm being honest. Reshake it. Reshake it. Oh, she's hot now, baby. All right. Now oh man, I don't think it's gonna work. Like, like. But again, I do it, so I'm not above it. Well, let's fight out. All right, let's Move test it. Open it right now. You're letting it fizz down, bro. I think I, 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 too many, too many flicks are no good. Just one, two, bam. Hey, it doesn't work. It, it does. does. It does. It it fold, it, it, if you would have cracked that, look it. Okay, bro. The problem is that you you shook it barely, and then you're like, no, mine's cracked. Mine's cracked. No, I was no, about no. to shake, no, no, and then no. you moved everything around and let it. Like you gotta like shake uh, it up. Cracked already. Oh, so bueno. I'll switch it here. I'll switch it. Shh, I want to crack my beer though. <laughs> well, no, it worked because it would have been fucking exploding. Hey, that's fair. You just shook the shit out of that, so if that didn't explode, I'm on board. I did, yeah. I, I still don't believe it. I'm on board. That fucking decision. Um, anyway, so we're cracking yeah, the Phillips. Uh, this the is Phillips the Phillips IPA. Electric Ooh, Unicorn. This is probably IPA. the most popular Phillips beer. A white, oh, really? white IPA Electric Unicorn, at least in Victoria. Everybody I've, I know loves I've, this IPA. I've only had the, uh, sorry, what's the peach flavor? Oh, Solaris? Yes, I've had this Solaris oh, before, and I really, really like that. Bro. So that's his favorite beer. How good is Solaris? Yeah, that's what I mean. I re- that's like one of my probably favorite beer. Oh, uh, honestly, bro, it's a little treat. I don't have it often. It's a little treat. Oh, isn't it a treat? I like rare. I try and only drink it on like really nice sunny days. Anyway, um, so before I get to my story, I, have, I always in Banff, read in Banff on the patio, but yeah, okay. Yeah, I always read the side of the cans for people. Um. So Electric Unicorn is a wide, white IPA. It's 6.5% alcohol. Uh, it's by Phillips. It's got dope artwork. I think it's some of the coolest artwork they have. Um, and their description of Electric Unicorn is, Electric Unicorn is a hop-infused white ale, best enjoyed while riding a mystical mono-horned laser beast racing through the galaxy to the sonic backdrop of screaming metal guitars. Hmm. So I think Phillips is hilarious because they always have well, sweet... Like little punny weird things like, like that. Like guava, so, another one. Yeah, guava, another one, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's your story? You were going to. Okay, so I'm gonna get to my story really quick. Right. Yeah, let's hear it. I'm excited. Um, so back to the whole prejudice conversation that we were having, and like the whole peacefulness and like the rallies. It was like, 
like the whole systemic thing it like really made me realize because i saw i was telling dawson about this video i saw the other day on the internet too and you might have seen it. it's been pretty viral but it was like this group of peaceful protesters all on their knees everybody was kneeling and like not even doing anything and one guy uh was was speaking and then in front of them was like this huge group of police all in riot gear and this black man was sit was, was on his knees screaming to them in peace just like i love you i love your family i love everything about you i want to get to know you i want you to know me and love me and love my family mm-hmm. and just like continuing to kind of repeat that about how like he just how like i just want to love you and i want us to love each other and i want us to live in peace we are the same we are this yeah. like and it was like a 2 minute police video. are people too like there are yeah, and, and, like, I was like, man, like, this guy is, like, perfect. This is what you want to see. And then, all of a sudden, two cops come out of that line and drag him off. Oh, don't tell me that. Don't grab tell me him that. And drag him away. I'm like, fuck, man. This is the problem in the States that this man is actually making, like, but, you know, peace and trying to tell you how much he loves you and wants to know you and, and wants you to know him and his side. And then, and then you're just going to drag him away. Yeah. As if he's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's yeah, it's and that's, they're just taking it's tough, people man. That, it's, who are making a difference out of the scenario so that they can keep it the same. It's it, oh, it's it's. There's a lot of things going on, and it is messed up. Uh, at the end of the day, I, I would say I've worked when I was working at Hudson's as, as a man bar manager there. I had to work deal with the police a lot, uh, calling them on drunk people and uh, yeah. people on drugs, and uh, and that was a really eye-opening experience for me. And at the end of the day, I think all you can that we're all people people in uniform are just people and there's good people and there's bad people uh and there's good police officers and there's bad police officers and that's the reality of it and i feel and again there's those the the ones who are using their badge to be brutal and beat people and abusing that power and i think there's a lot of good ones that you gotta we gotta realize too there are a lot of good ones out there too who yeah, absolutely. Maybe you're even like scared. Like, like that's the thing that those are like that's the thing that I always think about too. Like, those the police aren't like a different group of people. They're people living yeah. in that country, and they're that's literally the just so they're, they're the so public. scared yeah. of the power. See, they're so see... they're they're so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sorry, they're sorry. so stuck in the system that they can't stand against. No, 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 don't be. They're just so stuck in the system, like so scared of the system that they don't even feel that they like I, i'm sure if you really looked into it a lot of police officers do not agree with what's going on Bro, but yeah. at the same time it's probably hard for them to stand up in in that system that doesn't like it, it it's well, yeah. you gotta look at all sides that's, like, that's the other and, part and, and try to take like, where everyone's coming from influential the media is too because it's like i also see the videos mm-hmm. of like police officers walking with protesters oh. And they're for them. And yes, white police stop. officers and doing laying it too. down the riot shields. And, and laying down. And then I also saw, like, like I saw a video of uh, two white police officers and a black police officer walking in with the protesters and chanting with them. And then I saw another really cool video. And it was outside the White House. And they had, like, the U.S. military, obviously, all around it. And they were chanting, I'm black and I'm proud. And then there was, like, one black guy that was ob- in the military standing there in his mask and they like zoomed I saw in that on him video. and he's just his like head he's, down, yeah. yeah he had his head down and he's whispering it like he's I'm whispering black and I'm, he, he, I'm, black I'm black and I'm proud, proud. I'm black, black and, and I'm again proud. so and like, that's the perfect situation of a young of a young black man who is literally stuck in like 
who is stuck in the system and he doesn't agree with it, but he is trying to make he is trying to keep just keep some sort of balance while trying to make the system like, work. It does go both ways. People on the inside that can mm-hmm. try and change the system. For yes, them. yes. So us pushing against yes, it exactly, and that is helpful. But like we also need those people, those men and women in the system. Who are who will be brave enough and become the leaders that that we need them to be to step up and and stand up and against you know their superiors about, and tell them yeah, what's going sure. wrong because as soon as that and that's and that's, that's what I mean about talking about love and compassion and we need to I think it's important to focus on those things because exactly that like it's so easy to get caught up in all the negatives and all the horrible people and you do need to we need to deal with that but we also need to I think it's good to focus on the love and the good and and the goodness in people and that's where yesterday that's where i finally today i've come to the piece of you know what yesterday that that man yelled at me but in the town in the city of red deer a city that i again would 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 think is a bigot prejudiced a bit behind the times city over 500 people came out to the black lives matter rally on uh, and Monday they had about 200. Friday they had about 400, and then yeah, uh, on Saturday they had upwards of 500, 600 people. Uh, and that warm made my heart so full to see for me to realize that there are those people in this community yeah. who are ready to take that stand and make that. So you got to look at it, but you can't. We can't get stuck on again all the bad. You got to take the good from it too. Yeah, and like they. Alberta. You talk about offices, yeah, especially in Alberta. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you yeah. guys, but like. I personally think they they think they, they need to make a serious change. I think I saw a tweet the other day and I couldn't agree more with it. And it was like becoming a police officer needs to be a four year degree, where you go through all, yeah, like, two years be- of all of like the physical and fitness and all that stuff and like all that type of training. But then as well as like you need to be taking like psychology classes and coping classes and and as well as it like like not only will that help like people understand other people who are in those times of like harm or like that are harming and and understand like and like de-escalation classes but then also it will weed out the people who are just young angry and power hungry because that's what most of them are absolutely these power hungry well again it's just opening didn't know what they want to do with their lives and popped into the police Mm -hmm. academy and then they abuse their well again that's where well, again, prejudice, that's the thing we, that's the biggest thing is, 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 well, again, I'll talk about, I will literally bring it to myself and I, I will open this up about myself. Uh, we grew up in Pinocchio, Alberta, right oh, beside yeah. the reserve of, of now Musquatchies. Um, and by no means of my own resolve, I grew up in a household that feared and was some of my family. I'm not going to cover for them are racist. A lot of them aren't racist. They're prejudiced. But yeah. again, so that I grew up in a household where, where literally at a young age you're taught to fear native people, to stay away. And at a, luckily for me, at a young age, I was like pretty, pretty aware of like that ain't right. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like I got like my friends, my fr- you know what I mean. So I was aware of that. But but again, I grew up aware that of a society that is literally, unfortunately, mischaracterizing and, violence and those yeah, tendencies that's... and bad people with a whole race and that is what prejudice is and and again like you can't combat we're not it, you're not going to change people's minds in one day and you're not going to you're not going to change your minds by fighting with them uh, by I, being angry with them because 
I can see like you need to you need to show no and Pinocchio like I can see why the natives are mad at us because of how we treat them and then they retaliate and then it's just Absolutely. like that's it's why they toss it back and forth back and forth it's, that's why they don't it, like each other and that's why we need exactly. the conversation to bring them together it's because they were treated like shit and like we need to listen we, why we need we, to yeah. listen to them yeah yeah 100%. like that was the cool thing about the Black Lives Matter. In Red Deer here, like again, like in, in Alberta, the, the Black Lives Matter movement, they they First Nations as well. Like literally, that like just there was as many First Nations people up there talking uh, as Black people, and they were side by side saying, "We are all, we are all facing injustice." And it's true here in Canada, the First First Nations people are facing horrible injustice, mm-hmm. and that. Eh, 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 but it is so powerful to see them, to see them work together. But you're right, like, because, because unfortunately, a lot of people have, again, anger and hate, and we, we fight rather than set aside our, our ego and set aside us and listen to the, to the First Nations people. And, what, that, and that's what the cool thing about the rally was, that just getting to listen. And this is, this is what they want. Yeah. This, is, this is how you can help. And that's what we need to do. Nothing more than that. Like me as a white white man, it's not my call. It's not my. I don't get to pick or choose how how any other person is going to deal with those things. I need to de- I need to listen to them and, and respond to that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, and like like you but, said, like like Pinocchio is so prejudiced, and um, you're almost like raised to like fear um, indigenous people and. Um, like, that's, like, one thing I loved about, like, the household that, like, I grew up in and, like, we grew up in is, like, although, like, the, it, it wasn't necessarily, like, a household thing, it was more of, like, a, like, a community thing, like, a societal thing in Pinocchio that, like, you had to fear natives, but, um, to have that trust in our home that, you know, I had lots of native friends in high school especially when I was younger, like not even necessarily in high school, but like middle school, I had lots of native friends. And anytime I asked them to come over, it's like I had my, my parents trusted me and, and the people I would hang out with. And, um, they were welcoming to them when they came over and it was never an issue. And I, it would just like suck mm-hmm. to be in one of those ho- households. It's like, you know, like I can't have a friend of a person of color or like a, like a different person. Like, I would never want to be that person that, or, like, in that household where if I had, like, a black or indigenous friend that I wanted to come over to hang out with me, that my parents would be like, no, we can't trust you. wouldn't them. let you play with them. Yeah. Like, I could never. The, just, at at the rally yesterday, uh, a man from Red Deer spoke up with, and he said, this cause didn't, he literally got up and he's like, I never fought the fight, fought the fight. This cause didn't matter to me. This, like, I, I gave up. But he said, now I have a son. And now I am ready to fight more than ever because 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 he has to explain to his little boy. He has to try, try and explain. I couldn't imagine that. Why why other kids won't play with him? He was yeah. his son wore a shirt. Why won't you play with me? And all that broke that broke my heart. I could never imagine like I could never imagine like imagine trying to tell my if I have a son one day. To, to, I couldn't. I couldn't begin to landscape how I explain to him why other people won't play with him. And that that's exactly what you're talking about. Like, we were lucky enough to live in a household that didn't feel that way. If you weren't lucky enough, if you lived in a household that did feel that way, that, hey, no, sorry, you're not, 
sorry, your friends can't come over because they're from the reserve. They're I don't think they're safe. Yeah, that's exactly. reinforced. That that makes that that again. You're a child. You don't understand. You just get the notion that. Put out there. Oh shit! Hey, just wait, just wait. Stop talking. If you hear us, stop uh, reproduced talking. Mind. If you hear us, stop talking. If you hear us, stop talking. I hear. Okay, okay. You okay, cut now, out a lot. Now, yeah, you just cut out. So like, now cut you out. Start. Sorry, just continue talking because you cut out um, a lot. No, I'll I'll just restart. I'll just restart. Just saying that. Um, Okay, here, stop talking. <laughs> and the rest of your life, you will live. <laughs> What's going on? As soon as you restarted, you started cutting out again, and Dawson just looked at me. If you can hear, stop talking. <laughs> I guess someone just wants you to fucking just straight face. <laughs> the, gov the, the government's muzzling me. They don't want me yeah, to say what. Oh, oh man, man. they're listening, um, bro. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I think you're good now. I you're, think good you're good now. now okay, yeah. hopefully this comes through this time. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like it's good. All I was saying is that if you grew up in a household at a young age where you were told First Nations people are unsafe uh, and grow up being reinforced that thought by no means of your own desire, you will grow up to have that prejudice towards First Nations people. Yes. Um, and again, even, my, even myself, like as a person who is like, finds myself aware, when I was working at a bar in downtown Hudson's, uh, I I was very, a first again by no means of my unfortunately by no means of my own desire I had a subconscious fear of a First Nations young First Nations man walking into the bar yeah but but I am grateful to say that I'm aware that I that that is my prejudice that is not me that is my prejudice and I need to stop and say Keenan you don't know this man you don't know anything about him and give him a chance. Yeah. And I, I get like, I'm so... Bro, 100%. And I think like, we're all... Working on changing them. I cut out again, didn't I? God damn it. No, but we... You you cut out, but like, we could understand yeah. a little, of like, what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. So you don't okay. need to repeat okay. that. Oh, um, um, okay. But just like, as soon as you started cutting out... Uh, if you can hear us. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, stop talking. What I like to do is like... If you can hear us, stop talking. Um, <laughs> what, what I was what I was gonna say though is, uh, like, yeah, it, that, like that's so important is to like just like understand and, and notice your prejudices and like I, like, I'd be so I'd be such a liar if I said I was not guilty of the same. No, like me we too. we grew up in the same fucking town and and like the same prejudice mm -hmm. and we're raised mm -hmm. on that. But like just like realizing that and having that self realization and be able to um, have that personal responsibility to. to call that upon yourself and think no i gotta give this person a chance yeah you gotta make um, the person make you not like that yeah like you know? I, it's like i i want them i want to make yeah. them give me a reason not yes that's what I'm not to, to like them or like they have to give me a reason to think like uh that that about them you know and it was so eye-opening moving to victoria to see it personally because like in victoria there's there's lots of native reservations um and tons of indigenous people here and they do like there's so much support for them here mm -hmm. and so much love for them here and it's like like where i come from where we come from it's just like it's, like it's so different it's like they're treated so poorly it's brutal versus like here it's like you know i've got friends who like go out to indigenous rallies i've got a friend like my tattoo artist 
who is just like so um i don't know what the perfect word is for it but just like so powerful in his stance for indigenous people and to have people close to you like i love that guy like that guy's like a big brother to me he's such a good person i went to his house for like christmas dinner and stuff like that like such a good man shout out to phil um phil 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 villancourt but his uh his instagram handle is phil tatao if anybody wants to know um but he's just like he's such a good human through and through like like and he grew up in a racist home um so he texted me the other day actually and we were kind of chatting a bit based because he saw like my facebook stuff about me standing up for um or like calling all the media for this, this incident that happened in pinoco which i won't get into but um he texted me and yeah. he was just like man like i'm so proud of you and like the the man you're you're growing to be and he just went on to tell me he's like i grew up in a racist home like this is like something that's taught like he grew up until he was 14 years old saying the n-word in his home right yeah like like that's the that's well, the type of home he was born in well man like in. okay and at some point he perfect... realized like i can't do this anymore yeah and he like realized like there's something wrong with I... this and the sad part is that the people like him who realize on their own that there's something wrong with that are the are like one in, one in a million yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know because there's every other kid who doesn't pick up on that well, and I sticks think... to it Kids are well, like so sponges, right? Well, if you, yeah, tell, you, if you tell them everything. something, yeah. avoid the people of color, <laughs> they'll do it to deathbed because it's just all like, they knew. It's in your head. That's why Adolf Hitler, mm-hmm. bringing up him, but you know, <laughs> youth, like, like, wow, we're getting real dark. Like Hitler Youth, or whatever, they fucking were the Absolutely. Yeah, right? dude, that's what like, was so great about the uh, They don't know anything about the world. And then if someone that. tells them about the world, they're going to take it in. Like, okay, that's right. Yeah. Obviously not. That's the world. That's. That's how the world is. is. Yeah, absolutely. dude. That's why I love the movie Jojo Rabbit. Oh, right. Here's Have you seen a... Jojo Rabbit? Yes. Oh, oh man, like I love, I love that, that movie. movie. That like, was like a that kid up. who was just like, if you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, spoiler alert. You need, but don't fucking watch alert. it. It's, it's, you like, need to see. Um, it. You no. need to see it. It's, it's a great fucking movie. And great. like that kid was just like <laughs> in love with Hitler <laughs> until the very end. And there's subliminal things too. Not subliminal, but there's little things that you can tell that Jojo doesn't know about Hitler. Like Hitler never ate meat. Yeah. Right? And he's in one picture, he's eating meat, right? Because I think walking, what's his name? Uh, Wakiki. 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 Taipiti. Yeah, he did He did that because it depicts that Jojo doesn't know anything about Hitler. Yeah, he had. That is a great director. He and he did an amazing job as Hitler. He did an awesome job as like that. He's so good. He didn't smoke cigarettes either. I love. No, and he was smoking all the time, always giving him a cigarette. You want the cigarette? Yeah, Jojo doesn't. I'm gonna eat my unicorn meat, man. Yeah, 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 yeah like, right. That's the whole idea. Those are the but, things. But he's that you born in. Him. But he's raised into this nationalistic. But he's raised in this nationalistic. And again, as a young boy, so cool. Here's your little uniform. Here's the knife. Yeah, man. Like, let's go out to outdoors and we love Nazi Germany. We love Hitler. Like, Jews he's so devils. amazing. We yeah. are like absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah, a, like Jews are evil witches. Like his book, his it's a, so powerful. Oh, dude! Like there's, it's so it's a powerful. comedy. Like but it's like, funny, but if you realize and like watch it with like the talking. attitude of like, I want to learn something. It's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a absolutely great film.
That's why I Scarlett love Johansson in it is oh, absolutely Fox. amazing. Like too, she's and what a great segue <laughs> what, into what the third Fox P and... of Pete. Let's yeah. talk about the fucking Pete, foxy we'll ladies at Pete. Pete There's fox ladies at Pete. Uh, uh, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> well, maybe how drunk there's, you are. Uh, yeah, there's, depends on drunk you are at Pete. First of all, anybody who doesn't there, know, uh, so the three I only of get us, laid at Pete. Oh, what'd you say? What did you say? This is going to be the comedy portion of this podcast episode, by the way. I said, yeah, here we go. This is good story. This, this, was like is, this is story This is all so, like, I very said, fucking, like, serious, great conversation, and now we're just heading into, like, I said, jokes. I only get laid at Pete. <laughs> only get laid at Pete, yeah. True, you get laid at Pete all the time. Yeah. If you want to get laid, go to fucking Stampede and Pinocchio. Before, so you- before, before we go too far, I want to say, I want to say, here's a, here's a little bit for Pete, because R.I.P. Pete 2020. Oh, it's, yeah. it's gonna be a, it's, it's tough. We don't. R.I.P. P. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Gotta respect it. Gotta respect it. So. But at the same time, great chance to look back on all of the wonderful moments of Pete, uh, and, and and take a chance to appreciate it for its glory. Yeah. Fucking chug that shit, dude. <laughs> we usually just use big boys. That's why. Yeah, we usually do the it's big boys. It's only been so an hour. We, the, we might be going into overtime on this episode, which is fine. You want another? Dawson's going. Yeah, grab me another. One. Dawson's going to grab an electric keyboard. Dawson's going to grab another beer. He's already finished. He chugged it down. Yeah. All good. Um, but uh, no, all I'm good. Just gonna I'm, explain I'm to a people. Couple, who, I'm a couple down now. You're a couple down now. You can crack a third. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, feel free to crack a third. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a third once I once yeah. I finish this one. I'm not explain. quite done. Okay, you, ex- um, you explain a little bit here, and I'll come back and yeah, I'll get make it even Pete. better for so, you. So, those of you who don't know, Keenan, Dawson, and I all grew up in the small town. Keenan's my stepbrother. Um, we all grew up in Pinocchio together, and uh, Stampede, Pinocchio Stampede is the world's largest seven-day outdoor rodeo. Second. Is it second now? Calgary. No, Calgary's two weeks. Well, if you want to debate it, we can de- we can so, debate it. So, because, so, so why? Pinocchio is so a, a, a pro rodeo. Really? Yeah. But so, it's a pro rodeo, it's so pro it's the rodeo. biggest pro rodeo. Um, and Calgary is still bigger than us, but there it doesn't matter. We don't need to get to that. But it's also two weeks That's long. personal pride. Calgary's longer. Yes. Um, so Pinocchio's yes. only seven days, so I always just tell people, like, we're the world's largest seven-day outdoor rodeo. Um, so our town population grows by like thousands, it like doubles, tens of thousands. Oh, more than doubles, dude. Well, there's 6,000. That means there's going to be 12,000 people come and six more thousand people come. Oh, way more than 6,000 people come. Dude, we get up to like 90,000. No. That's oh yeah. Doubled. I'll look, I'll look, I'll look up a number right now, but dude, it's, for, yeah. it's, it's, those, it's, it's, insane. it's gotten so much bigger too. Like. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it, we have like, Pinocchio has an internet. We we have international airport capabilities for yeah, Pinocchio Stampede, for so, Stampede, so that Americans can fly in a little dinghy airport that can't even. Like, yeah, it, this it, tiny it's, little it's airport really hangar is like the shittiest crazy. thing, and international flights come in there just for Pinocchio Stampede. Yeah, and then as well as like, you have to book hotels four years in advance for that week. Like if you were to call one of the hotels right now in Pinocchio to book for next year it'd be fully booked 
Like that's how big it actually yeah. gets. It's a huge thing. I don't um, know four years, but it's it's it. it bro, you got a book. You got a plan. I the best western the one year when it got built. Carter and I shout out to Carter. Yeah. Uh, we were sitting. Oh, at that's the in Nova. prime location though. Yeah, I know that's prime location, but we were like so curious. Um, we were Carter and I were at the pool where we worked, and this was the year that the Best Western was like officially built. So we were like, "Fuck, I wonder how long like this bitch is gonna be booked up for during peed." And we called; they were booked max for the next four years. <laughs> really? Yeah, just for peed weekend. We wow. called to figure it out because we were so close. We were so curious. Um, I don't know if it's still like that. Obviously, it was a brand new hotel in a prime location, so, but still. That's how big it gets to max out like one hotel. Speech to the guys who've booked 2020 is a huge deal. Yeah, <laughs> R.I.P. to those who booked in 2020. Um, but like Pete's huge, but it's just basically a seven-day bender for the homies. Oh man! We just oh yeah, and so that's what drunk it's like. A Pete means a lot days. of things to a lot of people. It's like a holiday Bruh. for the boys. I remember. And that's, oh, I, I have what holiday. So oh, it's like yeah, Christmas. It's like Christmas to me. Yeah. Christmas comes twice in Pinocchio. Yeah, like it truly does, and exactly, man. Comes, I've been, I'm twenty, back, yeah. until, yeah, exactly. Like even more so for Pete than Christmas in Pinocchio, at least. So like that, so that's why it's always been super cool. I think for us, is yeah, because people love it's Pete the and like time of the year where, not even family but friends, where we get to get drunk with all of our friends of all from high school and all the people we haven't seen, uh, and just. And then as well as, like, all yeah, the friends yeah, you met have... in college who come down for it because you talk it up so yeah. much. And they want yeah, to come. Right? And then it's like, we're all just, like, hammered. We have a beer pong tournament every year. We get fucked up. And literally, like, there's at least, like, three nights of that week where I get way too fucked up, have to bang on someone's trailer to let me sleep there because I'm too broke to fucking call a cab that's going to be three days <laughs> to get home. Oh, and dude, I'm too lazy dude, to I, walk. I walk home. Yeah, I'm too lazy buddy, for that. Buddy, so, bro. Bro, one, one year, out, yeah. oh my god, so you, I think this was two years if ago. If you're local at fucking Pinocchio, you just walk home. You could, but I don't, <laughs> I'm too lazy. I don't. It, it might be a 40 minute walk, but that's part of the journey, that's part of being drunk and like, Bro. ah yeah, I'm gonna make the trek home. You stop at McDonald's, and you have to fight the gang war of literally, the, oh man, it's it's it's, it's uh, something out of a movie. I don't Going to McDonald's, go to McDonald's at, late at night. Anymore. Um, it's wall-to-wall packed, wall-to-wall packed full of people, There's, I've seen fights. I've seen guys light fires in the garbage cans, all while the McDonald's guys are just mindlessly chugging out burgers like out nothing's burgers going and on. It's, and, and let's shout out, shout out to any shout out to anyone who has had to work at McDonald's during Pete. Oh, you're yeah. the real MVP. You really are. Let's give yeah. them respect. And it's even like, dude, I remember one night I was with Chase Stahldecker, and we were so fucked up. And we were with, like, Aaron and Taylor and, like, all of our friends from my uh, group. And they just, like, got in a car and left (laughs) Chase and I. So we didn't know where to go. And neither of us wanted to fucking walk or get a cab. So we went banging on Dylan's fucking trailer. (laughs) When Dylan was there? Oh, man. Kennedy was there. When Dylan was still with his girlfriend, um, his other girlfriend, Kennedy, and other ex-girlfriend, sorry. Um... And we were just fucked up. It was like four in the morning. They had probably they went to bed, and we're just banging on the trailer door like Dylan, and he's like, "Go the fuck home. I'm not letting you in." And then we just hear Kennedy, MVP Kennedy. Oh my god, Dylan, they have no place to go. Just let them in. And, and 
And Dylan fucking finally, after like five minutes of us banging on the door, and we're just listening to Kennedy be like, stop, just let him in. Like, it's one night. He fucking lets us in, makes us our bed, and everything. And just crashing Dylan's fucking trailer on, dude. So bad. And then I remember Uh. one night, the following night, get fucked up again. Same thing kind of happens. This time, I go to Chandra Campbell's trailer, and she's like, oh my god. Jesus Christ, yeah, fine, you can stay. She's like, I'm sleeping up here, you can sleep down there. So I'm sleeping on, like, the bottom edge of it, in Nikki's trailer. And then Leland fucking calls her. Shout out to Leland. Leland back on the episode. Ah, shout out to Riley. Riley Botting. Um, (laughs) They're always mentioned. They're always mentioned. (laughs) Always. Leland comes. Leland gives Chandra. I'm fighting for that. I'm like, for that respect. I, I need a place to stay. And Chandra's like, fuck. <laughs> like, I guess you could stay here. And then I hear her click. And I'm like, Chandra, I'm not sleeping with Leland. And she's like, I was like, Chandra, either you let me sleep next to you or you're sleeping with Leland tonight. Like, that was the deal. So I go up there and I, like, literally just slept next to each other but leland comes barreling in like making a ruckus he's so drunk yeah. stumbling everywhere fucking throwing shit around <laughs> after like 10 minutes he finally like settles down and we hear him like go to bed <laughs> he texts me and all he says is you just slamming shan or what <laughs> There's so many good Slam and Shan. Like, have you guys... You guys oh, heard dude, the story I... of when Dylan tripped and fell in the fucking mustard? In the kidding. mustard? You haven't heard that story? No, give it... I, maybe... This so... Pete is like... Oh, it's dude. literally like... W- trying to figure out what years... Like, what nuts stories happen. Like, it's so much... There's oh, so bro. much and I love it. But I, no, you guys... I, I, I might have heard it. Give it to us anyway. I think it was 2016. So this was the year... The first year of the bro bus... Brobos! Um, oh, wait. Okay, boys. Sorry, we, we gave respect to Pete. The Brobus is officially Bro gone. And so old. So we need to give respect to, to her as well. Because, God, what yeah. great memories and times so, we had. Um, for those of you who don't know, Brobus was a cheese wagon that my stepbrothers bought with a couple of other buddies. That, gutted it, kind of turned it into yeah, that an RV thing. Can I, yeah. yeah, you explain it. You let explain me, let it, me take... Yeah, for once... Not for Jesus, one take the wheel! You know that song? Yeah, Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah, you, you, oh, you, you know explain that song. what the oh, bro yeah. bus is for us. Yeah, go ahead. You're Jesus, take the wheel. So, so the bro bus, uh, myself, I will give a couple shout-outs here to Jordan Labrie, Jordan Wombold, and Ashton Sandine. Those were the first four bros, and we bought a old... Uh, didn't, did you, didn't uh, you read the contract um, to come on the show? You can only have one shout-out. So every other shout-out you have, you pay a lot God damn it. Ah, uh, well, I'm already, spon- I'm already, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already sponsoring you, so I guess I might as well keep funding it. That's how we get money. But, uh, that's how you get I've already shouted, man, I've shouted a couple of podcasts, I've shouted a few things, man, you get, you, yeah, you have enough a tap on Yeah, dude, you owe us some money. I thought you guys would be grateful I paid for the beer for one episode, guys. <laughs> you already moved past it. You give us a little taste, we want more, oh, baby. Yeah. You give us money, an money, inch, money. we want a mile. Yeah. Like, you give me an inch, I take a mile, well, baby. not a beer show. <laughs> <laughs> we have no boundaries. But, uh, yeah, the bro, the bro bus was the, us four. We bought an old 
uh, Hobima slash Musquatchie's transport for one grand. We got the, the thing, turned it into a camper. And in its glory days, when we first made her, she was nice. She had bunk beds, a bar, little booth, all from old wood. She was nice. Uh, we brought it out to May Long. And yeah, we started bringing it to Pete. And uh, unfortunately, Pete, Pete took our bus. <laughs> yeah, took, Pete, it, took it for its own. Pete really did uh, it, it, absorb that it, bus as its own. It, it decided there, it had every, different plans. I think I really got to look back, but I think how I think that the bus went four or five years, maybe even six, maybe six, but religiously got kicked out every year. Yeah, religiously for some reason. The first year we had garbage problems. The second year it was noise. The third year was crack spoons. It was crazy experiences. Yeah. Who has crack spoons? Uh, oh, bro. But, they just yeah, you didn't hear that story. Right we next year well, heard that story. No. Well, okay. Just as a rundown, I think unfortunately the bus was super cool, but it is a big yellow school bus sitting in the middle of a field of trailers. And when we did have some parties, but unfortunately, I think any party or noise that happened, it's pretty easy to direct it to the big yellow thing. So, uh, and myself, I. Well, I've been a part of the Stampede Grounds. I've worked for them. My great-grandpa is a president on their board, and the grounds are named after him. So I'm very a part of the Paroka Stampede uh, as, in my own self. So this, the, I think this was our third year having the bus there. We had a good couple trailers. We had our table, and we've been having the beer pong tournaments on Canada's Day, which have been pretty big. The, the biggest was up, there was probably a good 200, 300 people up around there. So they're big parties, and I get that. But we didn't have any complaints. All week at our parties, we were kind of noisy. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Weekends. Weekends. We're packing up, literally packing up, cleaning up. A couple of trailers have already pulled out. Like, we're just loading up. And then a couple security come over. Uh, and I don't mean to discredit security, but again, a couple of volunteers come over. And they proceed to say, you guys aren't allowed to come back next year. And again, I've dealt with this for two years now where I've been told I can't come back and not to be I'm a little cocky but ah I'm coming back next year and you ain't stopping me but but what they t tried to say was that we've had complaints all week of noise and I said well you never complained to us so that we couldn't deal with that and they said well you know what no that wasn't really the problem the problem is we found crack spoons all around your bus and uh, at that age I didn't even know what the fuck a crack I'm like what the fuck's a crack spoon Literally, I realized, I, I looked up and found out it's a spoon with crack on it. So I'm like, uh, okay, if you're you serious. You on you? you? Yeah, right? I'm like, if you're serious, that's a pretty serious accusation to say that we're just doing crack around yeah. here. So I'm like, if you're serious, bring it forward to the cops. But like, no offense. I, I again, I, I do have respect for Pinocchio Stampede for a lot of reasons because of my grandfather. And literally, it's like a lot of my family is very tied up in it. Like, I would never disrespect or do try to push those boundaries. Mm -hmm. But again, to be literally accused of drugs and, and just being, because we had a school bus, unfortunately. Yeah, bro, there was no crack being smoked on that fucking bus. I don't know, I did a couple bus. cracks. I, we no, were there all no. week. I did None a couple, of that shit was happening. I did a couple crack in the back. I did a couple, I did a couple, <laughs> a couple crack in the back. A couple crack. No, nah, that shit was no, not nothing, nothing but Nothing brought, but nothing but good times but and, and, and lots of beer. Is like you said, it was a big yellow fucking cheese wagon. So 
every yeah. every single night of Stampede, people would go to the beer garden. Yeah. We'd get drunk. It would close. And we weren't done partying. And every single mm-hmm. person would meet at least two people at the beer gardens. And they'd say, hey, I'm going back hey. to the after party. And then they'd say, oh, what are you doing? And you'd say, just find the cheese wagon. And that's why we got yeah, the bro bus, man. Yeah. It was so easy to find, and it stuck out like a sore thumb. And all of a sudden, they'd be like, oh, well, wow, man, there's I a had... bunch of kids partying at a school bus. Let's go check it out. And everybody would keep coming to yeah. us. So, well, dude, again, that's what I, when I say Pete took the bus, she fucking did, because by the end, the oh. thing was destroyed. It was it was gutted. Uh, again, unfortunately, and whatever. By the whatever, I didn't spend a lot of money. I have so many good memories. It was awesome. But by the end, uh, people didn't respect it. People no. thought it was that a school old city cheese wagon. So yeah, we had a couple for like the past three years of Canada Day has been rain. It's been a horrible torrential. There was almost a tornado four years ago, I think. Like horrible bad juju. Of rain. Yeah. So, but every year, every year we start the Pong tournament. Pong Canada Day. And, and we have to take And everyone piles onto the bus with their shoes and with no respect. And things get busted down and broken to the point that it, it was just a hollowed up bus. And that's okay. It was fun. It was great. But yeah, Pete I took its life, unfortunately. Weed back there, just fucking light. Oh, yeah. Oh. I had my fair share of duty <laughs> hits just, from the fucking. I got so many. I got. I got pictures. I, I I'll have to send you guys some to put up on the page or something of the fucking bus because I got, glow. I got galleries of pictures of people oh, yeah. fucked up on the bus and man, I got Leland in the back conked one fu- time from trying to cave man so many fucking times. Oh god, I tried that a couple times. I got, yeah, we got a, a, a video. My first caveman, first and only caveman, was at Pete. I didn't do that, Pete. I really, did, Pete. I did, Pete's a beast. I, I cut. Like, it cut my forehead. You do my it. mom was so disappointed. I did it like a month ago. <laughs> I remember that. Oh yeah, you did. But, I've no, never you succe- successfully done it on top of the roof. Well, it's fucking hard. No, man. you have to successfully well, do it. Oh, let's do it right now, ready, boys? Let's never... fucking go. Let's do it. <laughs> no. Well... I've never successfully now, shotgunned. Now no. Now you gotta do this. Now you gotta do. This. No, but what if I just fucking? Or sorry, shotgunned, caveman, like an idiot. Yeah. yeah, but you washed my linens at your house. I'm not washing your linens. So I'm not gonna do it. Um. Okay, <laughs> but now that we know what the beer bus bit. Beer, bro buses. I gotta bro bus. The bro buses. I gotta now we dive that. Now uh, we dive into Pete. Um, I gotta really. Are that. we not even into Pete yet? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're kind of into Pete, but I gotta finish that uh yeah, that but, story. But the bro bus, the bro bus is is the setting for Pete. Like that's a good like bro. The beer bus for the, where the bus. where Pete happens. That. The bro bus is the epitome of Pete. Um. Yeah. So so, so now I, you have a backdrop for what where the party's happening. I think, but now continue. I think this was the first year of the bro bus that this happened um but this was the year that dylan brought his dad's old rv like the old little camper van and parked it next i to think Tyler. that would have been the first or second year yeah. yeah parked it next to clemic's uh trailer um over in the same A's field eh? yeah in the same no no across from it by mcdonald's oh, the oh. real the real site Real, okay, yeah. so that would have been, I think, maybe the first year. Then. I think it was the first year, yeah. So, yeah, that would have been the first year. That would have been the first year of the bus came. Yep, yep, so okay. So, first, first year of the bro bus. And uh, we it was like beer garden night. We all got hammered. It was concert night, and we're all hammered, and we went to McDonald's. It was me, Dylan, 
uh, <coughs> Leland, Klemek, Ty Matika, and maybe, and, and I think Brett Sissel. Shout out to all these people, apparently. Because <laughs> I'm just going to be <laughs> dropping them anyway. Um, oh, we're going to be name dropping a lot of people in, yeah, P, in the Pete yeah, stories. So, it's going to happen. Sorry, guys. But that's, um, hey, that's what we're going to do. That's where it, it, it's story time. So we get absolutely hammered at the beer gardens this night. And we go to McDonald's, we come back, we're drinking more, we're sitting around the fire, whatever. We go to bed. It's like five in the morning. And um, we're all, we're in Klimek's trailer across from Dylan's, giving a couple flicks. Um, shake it up, shake it up. And Dylan comes in uh, naked. And he's like, <laughs> oh, so yeah, Dylan's naked, walking across. A, he had to get out of his camper van naked. And then walk across the like little laneway to Klimek's trailer naked. His, he comes in yeah. and he's <laughs> chatting or whatever. He's like, I just want to sweep with my friends. I just want to hang with my friends. You know, the way Dylan talks. And we're all laughing or whatever. Like, Dylan, like, get out of here. Go to bed. We're all, we're all just trying to sleep. And then Klimek mm-hmm. stops for a minute and just like says, like, Dylan, are you naked? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Like, dick out and everything. And all of a sudden, Leland grabs a broomstick. And he's like, uh, he's like, Dylan, get, get. And start, like, jabbing, jabbing at Leland. Like, get, get, Dylan, get. Trying to push him out. And and Dylan bought, like, five, or, get like a large thing of, like, honey mustard sauce or something from McDonald's. And he pushes Dylan out of the trailer. He, like, falls and trips. And, uh... He, he starts running across the laneway again and slips in the grass and just eats it like legs and everything and falls on these like packages of like some kind of custard and they custard yeah something and they explode all over him <laughs> and Dylan and we're all laughing at him as he's laying in this yeah. fucking in, in his naked filth <laughs> he looks up at us and <laughs> He's got like this big custard stain on his thigh, his naked thigh, and he just looks up at us dead in the eyes, wipes it off his leg, oh. and licks it off his fingers. Jesus, <laughs> Dylan. The next morning, cuz the next morning. Dylan's a nuts motherfucker. Nuts yeah, motherfucker. Dude, Bro, the next morning, he woke up. With dried fucking mustard or whatever all over him. And his sheets like stuck to him. (laughs) Ew, dude. That's fucking nasty. The best part about that night was honestly Clemic looking at him and being like, Dylan, are you naked? And then Leland grabbing the broom. Get, 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 get. Get out of here. Get out of here, you little filthy animal. Filthy animal. Are you already finished two beers? Not done yet. That's no, it's not. I just grabbed a blade. Oh, I don't know if you want to know. How... I'm done. Yours. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Two pilsners, two electric unicorns, and I'm on another electric unicorn. Come on. Quiet down over there. Huh? Uni. Yeah. You guys chat. Oh man, yeah, Pete. Oh man, it's such. It's such. Sorry, I will. I will for a second. Pete is. Oh, uh, that and that, it's such a glorious thing. For for in for size and I know a lot of people don't like Pinocchio Stampede because it is a big drunk party uh, a little yeah, bit, but yeah. at the same time I love it because it's all you 
cool for me. Like, I, I, I'm so grateful for it because it's literally, like, it is like Christmas to me. It is. Except Jesus is my great-grandpa because he's a fucking hero. And that guy, he's, he, he, it's his 93rd birthday this year. And he's been working there for eight, over 80 years yeah. now and literally built that place from the ground up to an extent. So it's, like, cool as a kid to see it for me and be a part of that. Yeah, and that's sure. why it's been such a big experience for me. Uh-huh. And then to be like literally to have, for, so so I have that, and then all my friends come home too. Like it's literally Christmas. It is Christmas. It's literally the best time of the literally, year. Literally, everyone comes together. It's like, like when you think of Pete, it's like yeah. you have a good time. All your friends are coming back from college or wherever they are because it's the time. I think it's bigger than Christmas, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was in Pinocchio. In in Pinocchio, yes, it's bigger than Christmas. People come home more religiously for Pinocchio Stampede than they do for Christmas. Yeah. And I think that's that's fucking great. Like that's and again, like this year it's tough it's tough this year that we don't get it. Yeah. However, like I'm so great like that's what I mean. It's so fun to like sit here and like take the time to reminisce sure. about all of the amazing moments and like Well the crazy Pinoc- stories, man. Like crazy stories. The Pinocchio Stampede did a lot for Pinocchio, to be honest. They are, they bring all the revenue in, they make money for like every business Pinocchio it's like that's Sorry, what it is yeah like for the community for the community it's a big it's thing like, like that... a lot man just like we we were talking about how many people come into the community like it literally triples quadruples in size yeah so sure. those sales and that business helped that community for the entire year yeah not it's to like... mention like the publicity like... And, and the camaraderie again like that Pinocchio has over that event like the pride like literally the pride that so many people take in that uh and again my great grandpa is a perfect example like uh, and a lot but a lot of other families the volds uh the i could go on the volds the ralphs the Kleins. there's so many families True. and people who have invested lives and families and community in, into that be and it is such a place of pride and growth for yeah. our community well some and again i don't like agree with only... everything that Pete is but yeah some business only like set up shop because like only survive off Pete. Like most of the year, they're just chilling, right? They're yeah. not doing anything. Like that, what that, like that hotel be, that came for out. example, no one's in that hotel. No one's visiting mm-hmm. Pinocchio until Stampede, and mm-hmm. that's literally the, their livelihood. The Pinocchio Stampede. The Pinocchio. The Pinocchio again, like it's personal for me because the Pinocchio Stampede grounds, the campsite, um, which is again named Frank Mickey Stampede grounds, owned it or actually again close personal yeah so it's it, it's literally named the frank minky stampede grounds but again the, their family friends who run it and own it and now their entire literally like no offense to pinocchio but not a lot of people are stopping and camping in the pinocchio stampede grounds no, outside yeah. of yeah pinocchio stampede yeah, outside of stampede so nobody. so their whole year like literally like they're now like again not to make it a real situation but they're they're struggling with a lot of financial issues because of COVID, right? That's how yeah, important COVID, it is. To, COVID fucked yes, a lot yes, of things, yes, because of COVID. Small businesses and communities, man. Yes. Like it's, it's that's, definitely that's no how bad. That's how bad COVID got because it's like people are like tourism. Like Victoria gets a lot of tourism in the summer, but like without that, I don't know how. Many well, again, look at here. Businesses. Oh, we're we're not having any tourism this year. Yeah, yeah. That's, look how many businesses. There's no cruise ships. There's there's no cruise ships, and on top of that. Uh, BC has mandated that just to camp in BC, you have to BC be a BC resident. Yeah. So there's not even going to be camping. Yeah. 
yep. in in all of BC. There's not going to be that tourism. There's not going to yes. There's no tourism. and what and what a huge what a huge part of the economy that is to BC oh, and a lot of those communities it's is tourism. Like an and like again, Panoka. It's kind of like an ecosystem yes, where yes, like absolutely. cruise ships come in, get tourists. Those tourist companies need websites, IT, and just like waterfalls. It's like that IT company from like Hardmore Hardware. It's like one little blimp in this whole economy we got. Fucking might just yeah, wander. Downhill. Like tourism is massive too. Yeah, yeah. tourism huge here. So it's gonna be it's and it's gonna be an interesting summer here. here. I think for sure, and in Minoka too. Yeah. Uh yeah. Um, you can finish your shop. I don't know how we should wrap this up at some point. Yeah, we might need to wrap this up. Here it's quick. getting Do you have bad. anything like about Pede that you yeah, really yeah. want to share? Oh no, just that that uh, again. I hope it's 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 tough that we don't have it this year, but uh, that at the end of the day, the best things about Pinocchio Stampede are not the Pinocchio, the chance to be around my friends and my family, and get a week where I get to let go of those other problems and enjoy that and again like i for my great grandpa like i've literally got a week to celebrate his birthday every year and i'm so appreciative of that yeah. and again this year we don't have it but i'm still i am more appreciative than ever that uh, of pinocchio stampede and what it's given our friend group in our community and i hope that this year even without pinocchio stampede like we're literally planning a spike ball tournament leland already opened that up and i hope I want to talk to him and try to make that a big thing. Like, try oh, to use bruh, that. Really you should tell him that I'm going to be in town. Maybe we can have some campers go out there and donate. And, like, maybe we can still make something happen. And that's yeah. what, because, again, at the end of the day, it's not the stampede. It's it's being with all of you guys and being with all those people that I want that, that is so important to me. And, and I hope we get to do anyways this year. Uh, so that's, 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 I guess, if I have one important message about losing Pete is that we haven't we don't have to take it as a loss we can take it as a appreciative moment and yeah, and build on it and be and, and Pete and Pete 2021 boys <laughs> she's gonna be a fucking party like if you think the Pinocchio Stampede's put up money before man they're taking a year off they're coming guns ablaze and next year we're gonna have fucking true that's 100% true though. yeah it's gonna be a pretty I'm, wild fucking Pete actually I'm gonna it's book true. that shit it's, it's gonna be a wild one it's gonna be a wild one, so I'm I'm excited and I'm ready. Uh, and again, uh, I'm I'm also appreciative of all the great memories. And literally, uh, the, I sent the boys like boys send me pictures and send me videos, and I'm memory road nostalgia sitting there. I just hope everyone take and take it in that take it as an appreciative moment. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Let's get to uh, the ratings, boys. Yeah, with that attitude, let's start wrapping it up. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the Pilsner? Now, you've been listening, so I presume uh, you know we well, rate on the real scale. So a five is like an average beer. Ah, uh, well, you don't got to tell me. I know my beers, boys. I'm a little hurt that Budweiser and Bud like, like a little dis- uh, if you ask me, a little disrespectful. I didn't get to do them, but that's okay. Uh, really? I would give. Uh, well, again, okay, okay. If you give, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Pilsner again. To me, I, I've got a lot of memories and reminiscing about having a good old pilsner and finding finding the bunnies but i'll give her uh in in your guys grand scheme of rating i'll give her a six six and a half six and a half you guys like i'll give her six and a half that's pretty good that's high yeah and and again to me to me but to me i would again for my own personal reasons 
I would put it above, even, I put, well, to me, at my, a Bud Light, a Budweiser, if you're five, that's your, that's your middle ground. So I'm putting a Pilsner above those. So yeah, six and a half. All right. Nice. All right. So, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm just like, I don't know. I, I think it's decent. I had a mindset before coming into like, this is the worst beer ever made in my life. But it's actually not that bad. I kind of had that mindset too. You know? I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. No, it's not. I would, I would say Pilsner is one of the best piss beers. It's got a bad rap. Uh, it's got right. a bad rap. It has a bad rap, but it's not great. <laughs> you know? Okay, so what's, what's your, what's Mine, your thing? Mine's like a... 5.5 like yeah half 5.5 you know it's like I'd buy it again but I'm not going to grab it like I see Kokney or I see something better like most Canadian uh no no, no that's the most Canadian uh Bud, Budweiser I think I'd take a Budweiser and like uh Caribou over this yeah I would too yeah um yeah that's, I, I'm that's fair the same that's route. fair I'm gonna give it a 4.5 it's pretty average pretty watery yeah but that's it's, it's definitely no, not that, as bad as I thought it was as I remember it being, like we said, I, res- I respect that. Yeah, definitely better than. Well, again, I, was I grew expecting. up. I literally, I grew up on this a little bit. Like again, like for a good two years, I was having a pilsner every other day or every day having one with my grandpa. So like, again, to me, it means it, uh, that taste and that that sip is like literally. I'm sitting on my porch with my nostalgia. grandpa. Like, and it's yeah, nostalgia. So, like, memories. Yeah. memories. Yeah. Yeah. So again. I, Remember when I was sitting on the porch drinking that, that, with my uncle? Or, <laughs> that's where I come from. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Kate, your your electric unicorn. So Phillips, I again, I was just asking the peach. What's the name of the peach one? Sorry, Solaris. Solaris. So I really do love the Solaris, and that's why when I was walking through the store trying to find something that we can both have, Phillips. Oh, again, man, they're can like as dumb as it sounds. I love a good fucking can. Yeah, yeah. Graphic, so that's why I jumped out. Like that's super cool, and I and the taste, man. It's it, I'm really liking it. Like I'm I'm really thinking I got to get back into the Phillips brand. So yeah, I'm good. gonna give her. Oh man, I won't give it nothing too crazy here, but man, I give it a seven point seven. Let's go with that. I like that sound. Pretty fair. Pretty fair. I like that. It's fucking right? good. It is good. So this this beer's really good. You know I like the IPAs, right? For some reason I not way too high. Just, I'm an IPA man myself. So yeah, so I'm thinking, you know, I'd take a hippo funk over this because it's my highest and like causing wave over this. Yeah, I'm like seven point mm. three, seven point four. That's not bad. It's not bad. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I'm gonna have to try some of your other beers. Like again, unfortunately, I don't have access to all of them, yeah. but I'd love to like yeah again them some taste them and see them. Like it's it's. Yeah, they've got uh they've got great beer. Um, maybe you can uh, win our giveaway at hundred followers. At yeah, when we get to hundred followers, at not a beer show. We got a giveaway coming. So oh, uh, make sure you tell your friends to make sure you follow. But we'll plug that later. So for me, I I don't know. I really like the artwork. I think it's like some of their coolest artwork, and it's a solid IPA. Um, I'm gonna give it a. Honestly, an eight flat. An eight? Yeah. He, he a little bit higher than eight normal. flat. Giving it an eight flat. I actually really, really like it. I think it's a really good beer. Dumping some I love the it's artwork. Good. It's not as hoppy as I remember it being. Hoppy? Yeah. No? I find I find the spruce tree ale way hoppier than this. No. Are Wait. you sure? 
No, this is Hoppier, bro. I don't know if you don't know. No, taste <laughs> no, bro. Like I find well, if, the well, well, if you look at that, if you look at that, if if you look at the hop level in the can here, it's apparently a pretty hoppy beer. But I would agree with you, Brant. I don't find it to be too hoppy. Yeah, I really like, don't find, I find it too it hoppy. Drinking. For for a white IPA, like, yeah. Like, well, malt. If if that didn't if it didn't tell me that I hop, I wouldn't yeah, wouldn't have said it. It's, it's not a pretty, super hoppy at all. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess it's true. For it's a, it's a and compared to tree, some IPAs. Compared to some white IPAs. You think sure. tree ale hopped in the cosmic wave though? <laughs> so if you say tree ale, I think we need this, to have those two next to each other, and we'll see. Cosmic wave is way happier. Double IPA. One day you guys are gonna have to do like eventually like. It's not good. You, 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 or something. You guys got to do like a a tournament, like a beer tournament, and take the best of the best. That's what we're planning on doing. You know I mean? Actually, we've talked about that. We're gonna do uh, like a bracket eventually. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, again. we'll uh, we'll wrap cool. this up here because uh, our connection's getting shitty. We can like barely hear each other. Um, no Keenan, problem. Where can we I'm find getting you? a little drunk and where can find me? Oh, the Instagram name switch. So this is perfect. Call me Kiki. You can find me there. Uh, if you're looking for, he changed his name from Sean oh, to Kiki. Uh, I just changed. Call me Kiki. It, it, no, it's Cap. Well, it was just Cap Kiki. Oh because right. Kiki, but Kiki sticks now. But now, now it's Call me Kiki. So Call me Kiki. Call me Kiki and I, boys, I just want to before before uh, you guys do your little sign off. I just want to say I'm, fuck. I this was fucking awesome. I loved being on the show. Uh, I miss you guys, and I love just chatting with you. And I've I've been itching to be on the. Thank you. For, it's been a good time. You cut out a lot there, but we love Ooh. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, a lot of so. We'll chat more in a sec. Uh, we'll wrap uh, it up, that, so, yeah, I, I, we can I, find Keenan at Kami Kiki on Instagram. Dawson, where can we find you? You can find me at Dawson D's at Hotmail. No, at gmail.com. And Why are you giving out your fucking email? <laughs> Hit me up, bro. Hit me up at fucking... <laughs> you can find him at DawsonDees at gmail.com. You can find him at DawsonDees on Instagram. Uh, you still there, Keenan? Yeah, I'm still here. Dawson just plugged his email instead of his Instagram. <laughs> oh. You can Ooh, find me at DawsonDees at gmail.com. <laughs> you can find Dawson at DawsonDees at, uh, on Instagram. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap this up for sure. Mine, uh, you can find me at Brant Seibel on Instagram and Twitter. And, guys, thank you so much for listening and all your support. Uh, please go follow the show, Not A Beer Show, on Instagram. We have a giveaway coming up at 100 followers. Um, yeah, shout out to Keenan. Thank you so much for being on the show again. Thank you for uh, the sponsorship that you Thanks threw for, us. Thank you for having for me. the beer today. Um, sent us $30 and just said, hey, I want Hey, don't forget I wanna... it. I'm your first sponsor. Don't fucking forget it. Yeah. Keenan Haynes. Yeah, Keenan Haynes is the first like, sponsor. So he, he, he sent us 30 bucks and said, I want to bag the beer. I want to sponsor the no. show. I just want to support. So uh, we love that. We love you. Like, Thank you so much, guys. Uh, please, if you can. Listen to the show, give it a five-star rating, review it, uh, share it with your friends, post it on your stories, like, everything helps. We're just trying to grow. Again, we got a huge, we got a giveaway. Everyone loves everyone. 100 followers, so uh, we love you, 